0: friends. Welcome back to episode number two of Woso Wine Up with me, Brianna Roby-Arkenberg, and my badass co-host, Massey Bowie. Meow, meow, meow. What's up, y'all?
1: <laughs> How are you doing? Oh, you know, I'm good. Just eating some delicious cheesecake and having a glass of wine because what's a Woso Wine Up without a glass of wine? Oh.
0: <sighs> You're so right. What kind of wine are you drinking tonight? Tonight is brought to you by
1: um, Gentleman's Collection Cabernet Sauvignon A Guide to Chivalry and Integrity Rule number 1 Language, please. (laughs) Fuck that shit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Nope. Um, (laughs) Actually, it's one of my Trader Joe's purchases. I... um, Fun fact, I'm a fan of Trader Joe's Liquor Store because they have dirt cheap wine. I got six bottles for like 40 bucks, and each one has been quite delicious, considering how much I paid.
0: They are fantastic. I've always had a good experience with their wine selection. They have good beer also. I've not tried their beer, but I also live in Colorado, so I'm kind of a beer snob. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know. Well... We are around, around these parts as well. So I think that's true. Give some of their beers a try. We, I think that might be a new thing. We'll just do like, we'll create a new
1: segment next week or something and call it beer of the pod or whatever (laughs) beer of the night and our beer of the night or our wine of the night or cocktail of the night. So that way, if you're listening, you can enjoy something delicious. And if you're over 21. Alcoholic, (laughs) yeah.
0: (laughs) So I'm having, along with my water, because I always have water. But I'm having a yellowtail. No, sorry, it's not not. yellowtail. Sorry, sorry, sorry. (laughs) Um, it is a Riesling, and I can't remember who it is, but it's a Riesling. So you like? It's like the really sweet ones. I don't. Literally, the only sweet wine that I like is Riesling. Okay. That's interesting. Which is it weird? I know. Cause I love like a good cab. I love, um, Shiraz. I can't think of any other ones right now.
1: I, yeah. No, I, so this one's a cab. I have, um, I have a few red blends that I really like. And then if I'm going to drink white wine, it's usually a Chardonnay just because mm-hmm. I like a good, a buttery, oaky, dry wine. Um, yeah. And then, you know, oh, Trader Joe's does have this one. I didn't get it this time, but it's a bourbon barrel aged cab, which I'm super excited to get
0: next time I'm there. That sounds very Kentucky. Very Louisville. Very Louisville. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Maybe. I love it. I will have to try that. Well, okay. We have a ton to talk about. So mm. we'll get things going. Um, but first, I think it's important that we introduce ourselves to everyone that's going to give us a listen, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's, uh, hear about Massey Bowie. Um, hi. Um,
1: I'm Massey. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I am, I live in Denver, Colorado. I actually live in Denver. I don't live in a suburb of Denver. I live in the city of Denver. Um, which is super cool because Denver itself is kind of small, but like the outliers of Denver makes Denver the greater area yeah makes it huge okay um so i live in denver was a really long way of saying that i am a huge fan of women's soccer um i've just recently started watching men's soccer like and when i say recently i mean in the last like 11 months i've started (laughs) watching men's soccer like i i really and this is gonna sound horrible but like i just i don't see the appeal of watching men run around in very loose shorts. Um
0: if <laughs> I I'm never gonna, even
1: thought of that. If I and like this is coming as like someone who is predominantly okay, like 99.8% of the time only attracted to women. Um mm-hmm. that's how I think of it. Like I would totally be down to watch um if they played in like football pants, I'd probably enjoy it a little bit more because. I don't know. It's just, you know, you get to see more. Not that it's a <laughs> sexual game by any stretch of the imagination, <laughs> but I'm just as an as a, as an onlooker, you know, baseball pants look great on guys. Um, football pants look great on guys. Basketball shorts, not really that attractive. Soccer shorts on guys, not that attractive. Um, <laughs> so the men's game I haven't really been into ever, um, until recently but women's soccer, I actually played way back in the day. Um, I was a, I was in Neso soccer and I was a tiger as well as a lightning bug.
0: Oh, I know. I know.
1: So cute. So cute. (laughs) In the, in the very early to mid nineties. Um, but I've always loved the game. I've loved women's soccer. I, I really got like super into it um, for the first time, because I've kind of had ins and outs with it. The first time would have been mm-hmm. the 99 World Cup. You know, that was so huge. Um, And even like the 90s you know, and it, everyone else you, and the 96 <laughs> Olympics. I'm going to even go further back when you go to the yeah, 96 sure. Olympics, because the 96 Olympics, yeah. I actually watched the torch being run through where I lived in Mississippi and like watched games because they were, you know, it was, it was a big deal because they were in um, Atlanta at that point. Um, so I was like able to stay up and watch like the primetime events, um, as a kid. So that was my first like real introduction to women's soccer. And then the 99 world cup came around and, you know, we all, I don't want to say all, but if you're over the age of like five and in 1999, you pretty much watched the women's world cup and you watched, you know, Brandi Chastain and that infamous, infamous moment after the PKs. Um, <laughs> I mean, you, you did, you knew, everyone knows what that is. If you're a women's soccer fan, you know who Brandy Jastain is not only cause she was an awesome player, but because of that moment.
0: Yeah, for sure. If
1: you know, you know, um, but <laughs> yeah, so there's, so yeah, women's soccer started as early as 96 into 99. And then I didn't really get into it again until 2008 Olympics. Um, and that is when Tobin Heath was on the Olympic roster and she was like a year older than me. And I was like, I wish I'd stuck with soccer playing it because I, I don't know if I could have been as good as her, but I was like, I could have done that at that point in my life. I was like, I could have done that. That could have been me. That could be me. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. And so that was cool. So I watched then. um, And then the next big major tournament was the 2011 World Cup. And wow, what a, what a year for, for the U.S. Women's national team. It's just boom. Wow. So yeah, so on and off, fan really since ninety from 96 on till now. But yeah, that's me in a nutshell about soccer. Other things about me, I enjoy long walks on the beach. I hate the cold, (laughs) but I love the snow. And my drink of choice is probably alcoholic, probably a good red, (laughs) and Uh non-alcoholic, Um, some form of coffee. Ooh, yes. Can't it depends on the day awesome. of the week and the time of the year on how that coffee is made, but I do love I do love my coffee. What about you, Brianna? You, you know, let's let's get to know you a little bit more.
0: Okay. I have a I have a question for you first, though. Oh, how did you get into Louisville soccer? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> um
1: so I was around when super into the NWSL and kind of watching and keeping up to date with what was happening, wanting an expansion. And they announced quote unquote NWSL Louisville. And I was, I think maybe their fifth Twitter follower. And <laughs> I was one of the first people they followed that wasn't like from the organization or like professionally, um, associated with any team or anything or soccer thing. I was one of the first people they followed yeah. on Twitter, which was kind of cool. I thought I was like, oh wow, y'all cool. are following me. Like dope. Like that's awesome. <laughs> and um, oh, that's that's kind of how I got into into the Louisville scene with um it was NWCL Louisville, it was proof Louisville for a while. And then we, you know, uh, settled on racing. Um, we, I say we, whatever, y'all know what I'm saying.
0: We. Yeah. Um, you were part of
1: it. And then <laughs> racing was the name. And I just was like, that's such a cool name. That's so great with, with the Derby and with the history of, you know, Louisville and Kentucky and everything. I was like, this is dope. Like rad. Come on. I'm using all my eighties slang here right now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what about you? Cause again, let's get to know you. And then also yeah. how did you get involved you were you're a loose city fan right
0: yeah yeah so I'll go back um and yeah I played soccer as a kid um I was the only girl on uh my elementary school team for a couple of years Oh, and I don't even know why I started playing soccer to be totally honest like I was Your just like made that you. that's why like let's get real she my mom did not make me like oh. I don't know. I, ju- I think I just wanted to do everything. Like I was just one of those kids that like I wanted to try everything. Okay. And we got a soccer team and I was like, I'm going to be on the soccer team. So Yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> I played in elementary school and in middle school. Um, and then I, I quit in high school. I was never very good. I was not good at all. Actually, I, I was horrible, but I loved it. Um, and so I kept like watching like professional soccer, but I was like really only aware of like the national teams. So I watched, um, the women's national team and the men's national team. So, you know, I saw the 96 Olympics and I think that's like, I really got into it then and then 99. Um, and then I was kind of up and down with it kind of like you, like, like into it and then not into it for a long time back and forth. Right. Um and then in 2009 um I got pregnant with my son and um I started for some reason watching soccer again and I like I was watching the men's national team a lot at okay. that point. And I loved Landon Donovan for whatever reason. I know there are a lot of haters, but I was just like I love him so i named my son landon it was after him but it was also after landon from a walk to remember which is the only cheesy romantic movie that i love such a good movie such a book it's a better book but it's a great movie yes yeah i should have said that book and movie yes (laughs) so yeah so um i i was really into them in 2010 um was the world cup where they did like okay (laughs) <laughs>
1: Disclaimer, the men's national team has never won a World
0: Cup. Have they even gone to the they've never even gone to the finals, have they? No. It's okay. Yeah, they, it's okay. We still yeah. appreciate our men
1: in red, white, and blue, yeah. but the girl who does
0: better than you. and again you know i, I was very right, really right. into soccer i yeah i watched them i named my son after one of them um and then my son part started playing soccer when he was i don't know i have pictures of him when before he was even walking with soccer balls so pause um, you're
1: telling me that you're a soccer mom i am a soccer mom yeah love it okay
0: yep Yep. I am soccer mom. Um, and he's obsessed with soccer. Like I created a monster. It's all he cares about. Um, so yeah, he plays, um, for the Lucidity Academy. Oh, that's, cool. um, yeah. Um, which he's, you know, this is their, their inaugural season. He's super excited about that. Um, he played for some other clubs before and he loved them, but as soon as he heard there was going to be an Academy he was like, I'm I'm going to the academy as soon as there is is one and it's possible. I want to be on the academy team. So
1: I love that. Yeah. So he's a determined yeah. he's a determined little buddy.
0: He wants to be a professional soccer player. Oh, that is I love it. If like for since he was four, that is the only thing he has ever wanted to be. All right. Well <laughs> let's make him then we'll we'll have a podcast about him one day. One day we'll have a podcast okay. solely dedicated to him. Okay just okay okay cool so anyway um yeah i when loose city started um he and i actually lived in lexington at that point and so i kind of followed them from a distance and we moved back to louisville in their second season went to a game and didn't miss one for the next three years four wow. years three or four years like we did not miss a game we got season tickets after that um big big Lou City fans um, I ended up meeting my husband at a Loo City game Aww. and through the Barrel Proof podcast, another uh, uh, Louisville City based podcast. Shout out um, Barrel Proof. Shout out to the Barrel Proof. Um, so yeah, like it's, it's soccer is like my, my life now somehow and it's my it's family. It's, I feel like it at is. Point. it's like literally my mom and my grandmother both have Lou city and racing season tickets that's amazing i love that yeah so yeah we're all we're all about soccer here in, in my family and yeah um that's i guess my background um and i have a daughter now too and she's probably gonna be a soccer player her daughter named after <laughs> Um, My daughter's name is Luna Rose. Her first name Luna is after Luna Lovegood from Harry Potter. Epic. And her middle name Rose is after Rose Lavelle because when I was pregnant with her, we were watching the World Cup and Rose Lavelle was being a total badass. And my husband turned and said her middle name has to be Rose. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I love
1: that. I didn't know that's how it came to be, but I love that. Yep. Yep. So, that's yeah, amazing. so we're,
0: we're, we're, yeah. we are, yeah, totally. So, yeah, so there are our introductions. That's awesome. Um,
1: that's a great, yeah. that's amazing. I love that, you know, you've been such a loose city fan for, you know, since basically its inception. I would say, you know, you've, you've been around since the beginning, even if you weren't necessarily there. So, exactly. I yeah. guess I have a question for you. How does it feel okay. being, like one of
0: the OG racing Louisville fans. It feels really cool. Like, so I feel even cooler about that because like with, with Louisville city, like I was kind of there from the beginning, but I can't say like, I wasn't an inaugural season ticket holder or anything like that. But like with racing, I was on it. I was like, give me those season tickets. Give me all that merch. Um, And like, racing has really gotten me into women's soccer. Like I was, I watched it like casually before and kind of got into it. You're You're in a national fledged relationship
1: with women's soccer now.
0: Yes. I love it. We are going steady.
1: Oh, that's so cute. I love it. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. It's great. And like with, you know, racing, um, we both kind of talked about how we've been there because that we're get to be there since the beginning of racing kind of happening. Mm. Um, what do you think? I know we talked about the roster a lot last week and what we got and what, who we got and how, how that's going to shape up. Um, and in light of that, after everything that happened and seeing some of the, uh, the hate that Louisville's getting, you live in Louisville. I have only, yep visited i've never lived there is it a something i'm working on trying to be able to be living there for a while yes i do love that city but the hate that Louisville's getting like i i'm not from there and i'm not from kentucky i'm from mississippi so it's a little bit different but like i'm getting mad at some of the things that people are saying like oh she'll never go play there because it's louisville like I'm sorry, bitch. What are you talking about? Louisville's one of the most fantastic cities. I want to know like how you feel about that as someone who lives there, someone who's from that area. What is like, what do you say to those haters?
0: I say, fuck them. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> I I'm sorry, Nanny. I know you're gonna listen to my podcast. I'm sorry, I cussed. Sorry, mom. Um um but yeah um it really makes me so mad um but i i get it at the same time because most people when they think of kentucky like we have this reputation yeah and like hicks and like rednecks and um uneducated people which there's nothing wrong with being uneducated but people get a, a wrong view. And yeah. when you're yeah. talking about Louisville specifically, it it's completely different than the rest of the state. And like, there are things about the state of Kentucky that I love. <laughs> uh, there are things about the state of Kentucky that I absolutely hate too. I think, I
1: think but, everyone can say that about where they're from. There's things about, you know, right. I'm from Mississippi. Thing There's things, things about everywhere. Mississippi I love. There's things about Mississippi that I cannot stand. And I hate to claim but, you yeah. know, you're like, uh. and, and for all you Louisville haters out there, someone who doesn't live in Louisville, who has only visited, it reminds me, and I've, I've told several people this, I don't think I've told you this before, but Louisville is like a cross between Oxford, Mississippi, Denver, Colorado, Fort Collins, Colorado, and New Orleans, Louisiana. That okay. is, okay. that is kind of how like the vibe that I get and the feel that I get for this city. Um, having lived in three of those four places and having been to one of those places so many times in my life, um, that it just feels like a, you know, another home to me. I, yeah. I can say that Louisville is truly a, an underrated gem in, not only the you know the soccer community, but the United States as a whole. But as a soccer community, like any any NWSL team that comes to Louisville, that gets to one experience the facilities that Lou, that raising Louisville is going to have. Two, yes. that gets to experience the awesomeness of the city and this three the stadium for the people. Yes, like the stadium. Oh my goodness, that was funny. Yeah, <laughs> four.
0: <laughs>
1: Period the people (laughs) i have to i have to clarify um i get it now but number four (laughs) number four the people but yeah like louisville is is so cool and i just think that anyone who is like trying to knock it off a peg or two and be like don't knock it until you've been there until you've experienced it and i would not be surprised that if in the next you know like one to five years you see louisville is one of the major cities that you see the women's national team and the men's national team playing at um for friendlies and qualifiers and such because it is a world-class facility world-class yeah and world-class yeah. Stadium, in my opinion on. like it's so cool and shout out to lynn family stadium um And everyone that is involved in the running and operating of that stadium because it is truly, truly, truly fantastic. And that's what all I'm saying with that. And you know what? Just if you're lucky, you'll get the chance to run with us. (laughs) Which is what I think I'm going to call the, I think we're going to call the racing Louisville segment. And anything we talk about racing is going to be the run with us segment because you're going to run through it with us pretty quickly. Because we're not going to spend too too much time every time with this segment, but right now, yes, it's pre- it's pretty hot. It's a right hot topic. Like, it's, it's a hot topic. I'm
0: talking about yeah,
1: uh, and yeah. we will, and you know, like we will be talking about it because this is a technically a Louisville based podcast, even though I'm not there. Well, you know, I'm gonna say this is a Louisville based based podcast, and this is a the first officially unofficial, unofficially official podcast yes so put that in your pipe and smoke it, as we say in colorado um yeah (laughs) but you know and i'm gonna segue this speaking of haters you know what i want to talk about next
0: i know what you want to talk about next does it have to do with some twitter trolls um it has to do with a lot of twitter trolls and (laughs) this is this
1: is a more i don't want to say it's a more serious topic that we're gonna discuss, but it is kind of a serious topic because it does address something that is very um prominent right now in in all of our lives, but even particularly in Louisville. Like Louisville's kind of one of the epicenters of everything with Black Lives Matter, with racist and homophobic like comments and slurs, and just kind of like a, a center that we look to for things that have gone wrong and things that we're trying to correct. And Mm-hmm. If you think I'm wrong with that, please stop me and, and correct me in that.
0: No, I'm actually glad to hear you say that because living in Louisville, I, like, I obviously see and hear it and feel it and support it and everything, but I wasn't, I don't know what, you know, people outside are, are seeing and hearing. I see people, you know, with the Brianna Taylor, you know, mm-hmm. hashtags and, yeah. and signs and everything, but yeah, so that's, Thank you for letting me know yeah. how you're seeing. It. I,
1: I mean, that's how I see it. But so, for those of you who don't know anything about what's happened, um, some Twitter trolls found some deleted tweets of Emily Sonnets from 2011, and I think maybe one from 2012, um, which that was what nine years ago, over nine years ago at this point for some yeah. for some parts yeah. of the year. You know, Emily Sonnet was. I want to say 17 then. And I and again, I'm not going to speak. And I'm going to say this before because I'm not going to say it anymore because I hate overly repeating myself, which I did a lot last week. Um, Emily Sonnet, I cannot speak for her. I do not personally know Emily Sonnet. I do not claim to know her. I know people that know her. But again, I don't know her. I can't speak for her. That being said... Um, there were some somewhat racist and somewhat homophobic tweets that were put out between 2011 and 2012 by her. She was 17, maybe 18 at the time, at most, at one point. And Emily Sonic grew up in very – there's no easy way to say this – a very rich, white, privileged area of Atlanta okay. where – you're kind of taught a different way. And I, and I can speak to that personally, because I grew up in the South. I grew up in Mississippi, which is, you know, as bad, if not worse than Atlanta is with some of the things that have happened and that have been done. Like I've seen several clan, um, I don't want to say protests, but clan demonstrations in my life, Mm -hmm. um, just Mm -hmm. living in Mississippi. And some of those have been in the last 10 years, you know, like, Yeah. Prominently. And it's, and it's annoying and obnoxious. And I, you know, hate to be from a place that's associated with that. But that being said, I also, you know, have a lot of people that I grew up with that were not, um, educated and that were ignorant to the fact of some of the things that they said because they weren't raised any better. And because that is the culture where they grew up and no one can really, um, for anything that you've, you know, tweeted out or said as a, as a kid particularly, you know, she didn't know any better. And I'm not excusing what she said, you know, like it it was horrible what she said. She just didn't know any better. And I think that what she said was not rooted in hate and was rooted in just ignorance. And I don't know if we'll see a statement from her, but I don't, I will say this. It is not up to Twitter to make her make a statement. She needs to make a statement on her own and it should be to us a reputable media outlet or person, you know, Even, even like Meg Linehan, like even if she like went on the record with Meg Linehan or something like that, or Jordan Angeli or someone like that, um, to, to make a statement and be like, yeah, I said these things and I said them out of ignorance or whatever. And, and I feel horrible and I've learned and I've changed as a person and that's not who I am. I don't, I would hope that you would not judge me on a tweet at 17 years old. Because cancel culture, that's the thing. People are call, Twitter's calling to cancel Emily's sonnet, and that's cancel culture. And cancel culture is, um, you know, just so disgusting in some cases. And in all cases,
0: even if they deserve it, it's still disgusting. Yeah, like, we should. It's just getting too, too much. Like, it's, it's getting to be too much. Yeah. And people, there has to be forgiveness. Um, if because, won, because if we if you can, can't have forgiveness, then. Precisely.
1: If you can't accept that someone's learned and has changed and wants to move on from something horribly that they've done that they've said as a kid, you know, like now if Emily Sonnet said that today, then yeah, I would probably be calling canceller too. I would be like, <laughs> bye, right. bitch. Um, as much yeah. as I love you, bye bitch. Like, no. And and I've I've talked to several friends about it um of of different races, of different cultures, of all different walks of life and and we've all kind of come to a consensus that you know we we hope and we pray and we think and we'd like to assume um that sonny spoke out of ignorance and tweeted out of ignorance not an uh
0: out of hate so yeah for sure i do hope that um that she will i hope that she will come out and say something that would make me feel a lot better. But like you said, there it's not our place to troll her and hound her about it. It's something that she's going to have like her saying something saying sorry about it because people are telling her to is it's not the same. Like Correct. she needs to do that on her terms.
1: Exactly. And we shouldn't be calling for her. And that goes that goes into a lot of other, you know, deeply, you know, I don't want to say political but deeply personal opinions and personal things that, you know, members of NWSL and U S women's national team teams feel personally. Like there, there are things that get attacked that you don't know what that person goes through. And just because like they don't do something that you think they should do doesn't mean that they don't have a reason. Um, I will say this. I, I met um, there's an actress that I know that I've met, and that um I've had the the privilege of getting to to talk to you a few times. And she she made a statement um, when I was speaking with her about something once. She was like, I when I first started out and I first started to gain fame, I tried to lend my voice to every single cause. And I realized that I was spreading myself far too thin and nothing was actually getting accomplished, and no one actually listened to me because it looked like I just was on every single bandwagon. And she was like, there are two causes that are, that I will always advocate for and speak for. And those are my two causes. And I can't deviate from that because it starts to lose. I start to lose my credibility and what I stand for. If I do that, that
0: makes sense. And I never thought of that. And
1: that's the thing. Like as a public figure, like, yes, you, you have so many things and you can support your, your, your friends and your coworkers that are, that are supportive and that are, you know, speak about this hugely. Like let's let's just take um you know Black Lives Matter or LGBTQ rights. Like Megan Rapino is a huge advocate for both of those things. But not everyone that she's friends with and everyone that she's on a team with speaks about it as loudly as her, but they support her. Right. Does that make sense? Right. Yes. So that's, completely that's kind like of, totally makes sense. That's kind of my my viewpoint on it. Like, you know, people that want to cancel certain players because they didn't say or do something soon enough. Like that may not be their cause. Like they are, I would I can't say that they are or aren't sympathetic or empathetic to that cause or to that issue, but that's not where they choose to spend their focus. And that's not for us to to judge or say anything. Like some people, their big focus is climate change or their big focus is sick kids or injured animals or, you know, it it could be anything that is important and equally as important to every other cause that's going on right now. So that's just my take. Yeah. That's a hot take on on Twitter trolls being trolly. And also like, if you have time to go look up stuff that Emily Sonnet tweeted back in two thousand eleven, like, can you can you come like balance my checkbook or something? Because I that that's was what, what I'm gonna
0: say. Who has this time in my and house? What are you doing positive with your life? Exactly. Like, if that's what you're doing, that's not positive. what are you doing to help the world today? You
1: could like, be, that time that you could have spent researching that you could have been researching ways to force, you know, Donald Trump out of the White House. Just, you know, <laughs> as an example, I'm not saying you need to do that. Yeah. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. I'm not saying you should. But you could be, you could be putting something you could have been doing to, to climate change or to helping, you know, do some canvassing for uh fundraising for a cause that's near and dear to you. Like, exactly. 100%. 100%. Exhale all of your negativity and inhale some positivity.
0: That's all I'm saying. Love it. Also, I apologize if you can hear wow. my cat meowing. Yeah, sorry about that. I love it. She's, (laughs) oh, sweet baby. I'm going to go kick her out real quick. Yeah, go (laughs) for it.
1: While she's kicking her out, guys, seriously, if you are trolling people on Twitter, don't, especially because it's anti-bullying week this week. And like, when you do the whole, when you do the whole trolling thing, you're literally just being a giant bully from behind a computer screen. And you know what? here's my thing. If you want to be a bully,
0: say it to my face. If you're going to do it from behind a screen, you know, bitch, bye. You just better be able to back it up. Like if you're going to say it into on Twitter, on Facebook, you better be able back to it back up it up in person, back it up with actual, like, if you know what you better something. be
1: taking care of stuff on your end as yeah. well. Like, yeah, exactly. And, don't the be a bully, and, though. and you know, to quote, our last episode and that's the T. And I'm moving on from that because I'll get, Heated. I continued shockwave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Let's, uh, let's go to college soccer.
1: Bam, bam, bam. College butter. Yeah. What's going on with, co- with so, college soccer this week? Um, there's a lot. I will say that in the ACC, um, UNC, the powerhouse that is North Carolina that has produced some of the most famous USA women's footballers, um, they went down this weekend to Florida State. <laughs> They lost to Florida State. Um, Anson Dorrance, you know, one of the winningest soccer coaches in the United States in college soccer, Um, suffered a loss from the Florida State Seminoles. And I want to say that one of our Racing Lou um, players went to Florida State. Ooh. So... That's exciting. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. So go Knowles. Um, I have some friends that went to, right? So <laughs> the only reason I know that is because I have friends that went to FSU. I'm not a huge, um, ACC soccer person. Most of my soccer knowledge and Woso soccer knowledge is, um, Big 12, Pack 12, Big 12, Pack 12, Pack 12. That's where Stanford is. I know, I know the West Coast okay. and then I know the SEC. Um, speaking of,
0: I'm pulling up, um, the- i'm glad you know this because i know nothing about college soccer yeah so you are going to really be teaching me here i'm going to try i did go to a lot of U L men's and women's soccer matches um the last couple of years um but that's literally like i just went to some some games and that that's all i know
1: <laughs> all right so all that being said um it started the NWS or the nwl the NCAA, SEC tournament? NCAA, okay. SEC, college soccer, women's soccer tournament started last Friday, the 13th. Spookily. Um, and there were two games. LSU and Alabama played. LSU was seeded 14. Alabama was seeded 11. LSU won two to nothing. Um, but the really, truly exciting game last weekend or last Friday was the Florida, Kentucky game. Um, okay. It went into overtime and it was, it, it ended up ending Florida six, Kentucky five. Kentucky. Was, wow. It, it was, um, Mike Watts. He tweeted our, um, Twitter account because I was tweeting him from that. But like, that was one of the strangest, weirdest banger of a game. It was kind of not on the same, like, skill level by any stretch of the imagination, but the same, like, intensity and back and forth level of a national team game um particularly i was thinking of the brazil u.s 2011 semifinal wow okay Um, that you know it was just like back and forth like it just kept going it was Mm -hmm. it was so good like i that florida kentucky game will be one of the games that i remember watching forever Um, just cause it was so good. So Florida ended up winning because it is golden goal in the sec college soccer tournament. Um, so Florida scored a goal. I don't remember exactly what minute they scored that last goal. Um, but moving on to Sunday, you had Mississippi state and Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt won. they're seated. Number seven, Mississippi state was number 10. And then you had LSU and Ole miss and it went into extra time and LSU did end up winning, which I was sad about. Because I really wanted all miss to win. But they they did me proud and I was super proud of the Lady Rubs. Um now the Georgia Auburn game, that went into two overtimes. Um oh, wow. and that was I didn't get to watch that one. I was watching SEC or in professional football, whatever. Um I like <laughs> SEC, I was like, wait, no, that was on a Sunday. Um but Auburn <laughs> ended up edging out a win. And then Florida and Missouri, Florida ended up falling to Missouri in the final game of that on Sunday. Okay. Moving on to Tuesday, which was today. Um, all of the games have been played and okay. Vanderbilt beat Tennessee, which Tennessee was ranked number two. So Vandy coming out of the gate, beating Tennessee. That was yeah. pretty good. Four to two. Um, LSU got wow. snubbed by Texas A&M. Texas A&M was ranked number 3, LSU was 14. It was a one nothing game. Um the Auburn Arkansas game. It sounds like there's a lot of competitive. Like it's very competitive. Oh yeah, it's becoming more competitive, which I I really love and I love seeing it. Um It looks like Sorry. No, 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 you're totally good. Looks like that Auburn, Arkansas game. Arkansas is ranked, um, number one. They beat Auburn four to three. Auburn was ranked number eight. Okay. So pretty intense. Okay. And then Missouri yeah. Yeah, and South Carolina, South Carolina won that game, um, against Missouri. They were ranked four and five. So, um, fun fact, Savannah McCaskill is a former, uh, gamecock over at South Carolina. So, uh, would love to hear her thoughts Woo-hoo. on this game. Um, yeah. So that means that November 19th, Thursday, we'll see a game at 7 p.m. And that's going to be Arkansas and South Carolina. And then we'll see at 9.30 p.m. Vanderbilt and Texas A&M. And then the the final championship match will be on November 22nd. So Sunday before Thanksgiving. So that's kind of where we're at with SEC college soccer Um and all the college soccer that I have at my disposal in my brain right now. Um, and on my and if we watch, watch those games, where can we watch those? Yeah. So they are going to be on the sec network. So if okay. you do not get that, I believe you can stream it on the ESPN app. If you subscribe to ESPN, you should be able to get it. Um, or okay. have a subscription or a TV with ESPN. You should be able to log in their your TV <laughs> provider to watch that. Um, and yeah, but they're all on the SEC network, which is so great. I love that because, you know, there's not enough coverage on women's soccer as is. And so any that we can get is, yeah. is good, uh, good coverage. So I, I will, agree. Let me see if Stanford has a game pretty soon. I don't think they do. Stanford. Oh, so as of right now, they don't have anything. They were the 2019 champs, but that's about it. Um, they okay. are postponing all sports competitions through the end of the 2020 calendar year. We may see them in 2021. Um, okay. So we'll have to hold off on, on Stanford, Stanford and the, um, Pac 12. Okay. So I don't know what that'll mean for okay. the, for the college cup. If that's going to happen, the NCAA has not put anything out about that yet. So we'll have to see. When is that usually It's held? usually in, I want to say like
0: January. Last time I remember? Okay. So it's not something that's like towards the end of like the college year to where they could still maybe possibly have it next year.
1: No. Um let's see. 2019 College Cup. Women's College Cup. Let's see. That was, no, it was in December. I'm sorry. Okay. It was December okay. 9th, I believe. No, it was December eighth. Was the game? Um, was the the final? And then there was semifinals were December sixth, and the game was December eighth. The final was December eighth. So, um, I would recommend okay, watching so. that full penalty shootout between Stanford and North Carolina for that College
0: Cup last year. Pretty pretty incredible. Okay. Okay. Especially if there's not gonna be one this year, we can just rewatch the one from last year. And enjoy I mean the that. game was a
1: banger in and of itself, but that that penalty kick shootout it did go to penalty kicks, um which means they played a full ninety plus two extra to you know fifteen minutes of extra time, and it was still scoreless so
0: um yeah, all right. All right, I will check that out. Um, and now, um, I guess we can go ahead and move on to USW and T, right? Is there any other college stuff? Not we that need to I talk can about? think of, other than the college stuff that'll
1: segue into the women's national team, like the fact that Katerina okay. Macario from Stanford, who played at Stanford on that winning team last year, um, got called into mm-hmm. the national team camp for this upcoming camp. In the Netherlands, she is not eligible to be on the final roster for the game, but she is in the camp, which is a huge okay. deal. Um, I want to say she's the only college. Yeah, no, she's the only college player um, to to be on that roster currently. Um, so, That's yeah, it's impressive. the 23 player training camp roster. And she let me pull that up. Make sure I'm right she is the only college player
0: yeah impressive so i i know i've heard her name a whole Recently, lot yeah. um around like the yeah the draft and like everyone saying she's going to be the number 1 pick if in she, the college draft if yeah. she in she, um, what is it the word ups in yeah yep yeah So, very impressive to make the USWNT camp. Um, So, does that mean like she's going to the Netherlands with them? She's going to be be training with them at the camp? So, there is a 23 player roster
1: that is going to the Netherlands for the training camp tour and for the uh, upcoming um, friendly against Netherlands, which is a rematch of the 2019 final. Um the Netherlands and the United States. So it'll be interesting. There are some newer faces. There are some old familiars and there are some familiars that we haven't seen on the pitch in a while. Um, which is great. So we'll start, we'll start with the, uh, the goalkeepers. I love to start, you know how I like to start with the back line. Um, every time it's those important, important people back back there. there. Um, Vlatko chose to take three goalkeepers. Um, he's taking Aubrey Bledsoe from the Washington Spirit, Jane Campbell from mm-hmm. Houston Dash, and Alyssa Nair from the Red Stars. Now, Alyssa Nair has 63 caps under her belt, and she was, she's kind of been the number one keeper since Hope Solo left. Um, she's proved herself time and time okay. again on the international level. I will say that I think she's faltered a little bit in the NWSL, since the World Cup. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it's it's interesting because you don't see Ashlyn Harris on there, which is someone that we're used to, so used to seeing on that national team roster. And I don't know if it's for personal reasons or that she is left off the roster or if she's just left off because Vlatko doesn't need to see her, doesn't think that he's going to take her to the Olympics. There is a lot of buzz in the Twitter sphere and in the WOSO community about that right now. So I can't speak to that. I don't know, but it is interesting that she's not on that list. And yeah, that's kind of helpful about that. Jane Campbell has played three games on the international level and Aubrey Bledsoe still has zero caps under her belt. So, um, I think that, okay, Vlatko is taking Jane and Aubrey to kind of see, like, if one of them is going to be his number two pick for, for goalkeeper at the Olympics, or is he going to go with Ashlyn Harris? Because he's seen Ashlyn Harris play so many times and seen, you know, kind of how she can be and what she can do. Do you need to have her come to camp? Like, is it it something like that? Or was it a personal reason she opted out Um, as well as Allie Krieger, who is a defender um, for the national team? She's not on this this uh, roster as well. So I'm wondering if they both decided not to
0: or if they both were not invited. We may never know. Ooh, Andrew, I was going to say, is there any way that we will ever I'm find sure, out? Like, I'm sure, um, we might hear yeah.
1: some stuff, but until I hear it from a reliable source, I'm not going to believe much of it. Just cause. Yeah. But, um, Aubrey Bledsoe is okay. great and she definitely deserves the nod. I, I will give her that. And then Jane Campbell, I, I can't speak highly enough about Jane Campbell. I think she's an incredible keeper. And then a listener, like people, people like to give me crap because I love a listener. I think she's great. I think she's a, you know, a very opposite of Ashlyn Harris and the fact that she's very like stoic and very calm and quiet. She's kind of reminds me of Hope Solo okay. in that fact, but also she's not, she doesn't rock the boat. Hope Solo definitely rocked the boat. Um, I mean, uh, trust <laughs> me, bit. I'm a, I'm a person that rocks the boat too. So I'm all behind Hope Solo. I still stand with hope. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's interesting. So I'm, I'm interested to see that. And then we are, let's move on to the defenders. Um, we've got eight this camp because, okay. and that, that tells me right there that Black is going to keep a 4-3-3 with his, um, the way he is going to do his roster. Um, okay, because of how many, defenders, of how he's many bringing. defenders he's bringing, um, I, yeah, so you've got Alana Cook from PSG. She... Was first brought into camp by Vlatko, and she played one game with Vlatko as the coach. Um She was subbed on, and I think that's great. I'm excited that she's going to be there. I think she probably will not make that final 18, personally, Um but we'll, you never know. Mm-hmm. Uh And then you've got Abby Dahlkemper, who is like solid center back. Love Abby Dahlkemper. Tierna Davidson, who... Yeah is one of those kind of like rising stars on the national team in my opinion. I love Tanner mm-hmm. Davidson. Um Crystal Dunn, who is arguably one of the most versatile players in the game. Kelly O'Hara, yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, Crystal Dunn, we all know Crystal Dunn's name. Um Kelly O'Hara, who is yeah. just Okay. I think because you don't see some of these typical people that are on your captains list like Carly Lloyd and Megan Orpino, Um I think we might see a Captain Kelly potentially. Um you know as one of the more senior players on the team and as a leader um back there. Yeah. And then after her we've got Mitch Purse who is a forward in the NWL and she wants to become a defender. Like she's said that she feels that that's a spot that's needed on the national team. And so she wants to play that and she's been training to play that. And I, you know, a lot of, a lot of, that is cool. A lot of Portland fans and a lot of sky blue fans are like, no, she's a forward. And I was like, yeah, but you know, Crystal Dunn was a forward. Kelly O'Hara was a forward. And now they're two of the best defenders in my opinion. So, um, I think that it's good that she's doing that. So that'll be interesting. She's going as a defender, but we also know that she can play a forward if she needs to. Um, next right. on the list is going to be the most capped player of this tournament for the, in, for the U.S. And that is mm-hmm. the Bruin, the people's captain. Oh, captain, my captain, Becky Sauerbrunn.
0: <laughs> I love the Bruin. Ah. <laughs> Becky Sauerbrunn, solid. I love the nickname. I don't. I don't know that I knew the that oh, yeah. was her nickname, but there's there's a broon, and then there's there's she's.
1: Oh, I love Becky Sauerbrunn. I she's one of my favorite players that I've ever <laughs> met. Um, and I just love her. I think she's great. She's so solid. She's so great on that back line, and she she's so mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, with 177 caps, she is the most capped player coming into this camp. Wow. And then last but not least, someone that we talked about a little bit earlier today, Emily Saucy Sonnet. Um, (laughs) excited to see her. So that's the thing. We are seeing these European players that are playing over in, um, Europe that are going to be at this camp because the camp is happening in the Netherlands. So yay. Yeah. Um.
0: Moving on from defenders to
1: midfielders, someone who personally, I think, should still be on our back line is uh, one of the members of the Department of Defense from that 2015 World Cup, Julie Johnston Ertz. (laughs) Um, JJ, if you will. (laughs) I very seldomly refer to her as Julie Ertz. It is JJ for me. Um, Oh. You know her on a well, first name no, I mean, basis. That's Well, we, that's just what we, that's just what we called, that's what everyone called her in 2015 when she came on the scene at the World Cup and she was on that back, starting back line. JJ, she's beast mode. JJ, she's so good. Um, and, and she's, she's great as a defensive mid and she's great as a defender. Um, Lindsay Haran, the great Haran. I'm very excited about her. Rose Lavelle, we're going to see Rose Lavelle playing again. Thank you. Goodness.
0: i was so excited Thank to goodness. see this. <laughs> um
1: katarina macario who will not be on the roster so i've i've said two that i don't think are going to be on that ending on that 18 so from that 23 so subtract two so that's 21 i got a few i gotta take off now um katarina macario so great about i'm so excited for her to be at this camp and to be on the you know provisional christy Mewis, yes. i'm so excited that she's back with her sister, Sam Mewis. They're both going to be there. Yay! Oh, that's...
0: Um, that is awesome. Christy Mewis is a
1: force to be reckoned with. And anyone who says otherwise has clearly never watched uh, a Houston Dash game. Because you're blind. Um, <laughs> and then Sam Mewis, the Tower of Power. <laughs> we love some Sam Mewis. Um yeah. So she's going to be... She's going to be great. I'm excited. Um... And that's our midfielders. That's some solid. So you're not seeing Carly Lloyd on there. Uh, Allie Long is not okay. on that roster. And Morgan Bryan is also not on that roster. So that was interesting. I thought that we didn't see those three from the World Cup previous in 2019. Um, but moving on yeah. to our forwards, we have Ashley Hatch from the Washington Spirit. And she's only played in two games. And she's she's great. I like her. I think she's a good player. I can't wait to see some more of her. Um, I don't know if she'll make that final 18 but
0: I, she's kind of green. green
1: when it comes to the national team. She's done great in the NWSL and I think that training with the national team is going to be good. I just don't know if she's mm-hmm. got the to go uh, t- considering that we're going up against the Netherlands I feel like you want to go with some people that you know are going to rock it personally. And she's just too much of a wild card yeah. for me at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tobin Heath. Okay. She is the third most capped player that's going to be going to this game. Um, with 168 okay. caps. I know. We wow. haven't seen Tobin in a camp or anything in a while. Because she's been over at Manchester United. And yeah. Tobin Heath is also a member of Racing Louisville at this point. So... Hell yeah! <laughs> I was just our see girl over there,
0: which our very very racing player Tobin, Tobin
1: Powell Heath. So excited, Tobin! <laughs> um, I'm excited to get yeah. to see her. We also have the return of Alex Morgan. Her first U.S. appearance, hey. U.S. women's national team appearance since the World Cup, since playing in the World Cup. She didn't play in any of the uh, in the I'm Victory so Tour excited. games and that I remember. Someone correct me if I'm wrong because I don't think she played a single Victory Tour game and she only played I think one Orlando Pride game before she got injured um and then told everyone she was pregnant. So she is yeah. the second most capped player with 169 caps um and she okay. also is the highest scoring highest goal scorer on this uh, roster with 107, 107 goals okay. to her name as of right now. So she has wow. achieved that 100, uh, 100 goal club. She achieved that in the mile high city mm-hmm. in the road to France, against Australia. Um, mm-hmm. so Alex is playing and she also played her first, she started her first Tottenham game this past weekend. Um, we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, so that'll be, that'll be interesting. Um, to see her, and then next up we have Kristen Press, who's also at Manchester United, and she is the fourth most capped person on this team right now. So insane to me, yeah. Fourth Mm -hmm. most capped person is.
0: Lou just has some amazing players players on their team. Some
1: solid, solid strikers. (laughs) <laughs> and Toby been Kristen Press. Um, Kristen Press is also in that 50 plus goal club, which there are not a ton of people that are in that one. She's got 58 okay. goals to her name. And I think the last seven of them came in 2020. During CONCACAF wow. qualifying. So that's pretty insane. Okay. So yeah, we Dang. got Kristen Press. Next up is Sophia Smith. Um, She was the number one draft pick last year in the college draft. She has not played a game yet for the U S. Um, but she plays for the Portland Thorns and we are excited to hopefully see her play. She's one of those ones that I'm not sure she might go on. She might not. I don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. and then last and certainly not least on our list is Lynn Williams. She has scored nine goals and I think six of them came in 2020 at CONCACAF. Um, I'll have to double check my, my information on that, (laughs) but I'm scoring tons of
0: goals right now, which I like. Yeah. So
1: (laughs) it's super exciting. Um, I am, I'm really excited about this roster. I'm really excited about the fact that we get a live women's national team game for the first time in like 10 months.
0: Yeah, it seems I was like supposed so to go long. to
1: the game in Salt Lake at Rio Tinto in Sandy or whatever. And a week before it happened mm-hmm. is when COVID like super hit over here and we stopped professional sport. Oh, I know. Ew. I know. it's It's insane because it just was so... I was so... Covid has rushed. Gosh, So I know. many things, but it's okay. I'm, I'm really happy because the game is at 1030 my time. So I will actually be able to like go to a bar and watch it. Um, we have this soccer bar nice. and they are at 25% capacity and they're like, okay, so it's 25%, but you know, if you're going to come for this. Let us know. Now, if we go, there is a chance that we could go into a stage, um, where we can't do indoor. Dining or anything, then I will have to come up with something else and watch it at home. I guess, which is not nearly as fun. Because no, maybe we can do like a a a Zoom watch party together. I may I may propose that to (laughs) a few different people so we can make it a big thing. Um, yeah, Yeah, but I'm really excited. I I just can't wait to to see some. Some good, good old-fashioned U.S. Women's National Team soccer against one of the best teams in the world. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty I mean, it's a repeat of the, you know, the FIFA Women's World Cup final. And this is also, I will say, because Vlatko's yep. record right now is 10-0-0. He's got a winning record right now. So he's, I think, he's going to be very yeah. much so wanting to keep up, which means that I don't necessarily think that we will see Alex Morgan on the field.
0: Or if she does, she's going
1: to come in as a sub. I actually, I did send a, I put it on one of the, um, the groups who I think is going to be the starting 11 for this game. Um, let me see if I can pull Mm -hmm. that up real quick. Cause that was kind of an interesting, um, just an interesting, like thought process because you don't see some of your typical names and you have to remember that one of your typical names that you see on this list hasn't really been playing and has only been back for, you know, Maybe fifty minutes since since yeah, you know pregnancy. Yeah. So I think that we'll see there in goal to start personally. Um mm-hmm. Sonnet, Dahlkemper, Sauerbrunn, O'Hara on the back line. Now people have been arguing with mm-hmm. me about Dunn being mm-hmm. there, and I think that it'll be like a super sub situation between Sonnet. Dunn and O'Hara, one of those three will, two of those three will only be on for like a half. Like I think Kelly O'Hara and Crystal Dunn will both only play for 45 minutes because they haven't been playing really that much. Whereas Emily Sonnet has been playing in Europe. Yeah. She's been playing in the German league and, you know,
0: has, right. has, has those legs that are,
1: the full are 90. Used to yeah. All of to, or to, you know, partially are mainly full yeah. 90. So I think, I think that, but I think that Sonnet will start O'Hara and Dunn I'm kind of iffy between, but I think O'Hara could potentially end up being a captain. I don't know, though. That's mm-hmm. just my thought. Um, In the midfield, I think we're going to see Mewis, Sam Mewis, Roosevelt, and Julie Ertz in the midfield. Yeah. Um, And then I think we'll see Christy okay. Mewis come on and sub as well as Lindsey Horan. I think those, because I think we get five subs. I'm assuming we're going to get five subs. Yeah. So I, I think Christy yeah, and so. Christy Mewis and Lindsay Horan will come on as subs, um, because Caterina Macario obviously is not playing. So I think we'll see all five midfielders come on personally. Um, cause Juliet okay. hasn't played yeah. since the, um, summer challenge cup. She didn't play in the fall. Okay. And Rose and Sam have been playing yeah. and then Lindsay Horan played all fall too. Christy Mewis, same with her. Um, so I think Christine okay. will be our sub for that. And then up top to start, I have Kristen Press, Tobin Heath,
0: and Lynn Williams because they've been playing. Yeah, I mean, from my, my limited knowledge, that all makes sense And if you me. have a
1: thoughts, guys listening, um, please tweet us, DM us or whatever, email us. I don't care. Let me know your thoughts because I I'm interested because I, I know that we um, will record probably one more time before the game. And then we'll definitely record after that game at some point, probably that following Tuesday, honestly, um, or Monday. No, it'll be Tuesday. I've got stuff going on that Monday, whatever. We'll, we'll record after it and we'll talk about and we'll <laughs> break down everything. I will have my notebook handy and talk about that but yeah i think that i'm excited and i've talked way too much about the national team and the roster and why i think it's going
0: to be the way it is <laughs> i just realized how much i've been talking about that sorry guys that's okay i'm I like i love hearing it i love your enthusiasm about it and i love like your knowledge i'm just trying to absorb <laughs> it all um so that i can be knowledgeable someday as well um, re-watch um yeah, some games I love that it. are on youtube they've got a lot of games on youtube yeah, I'm. I'm definitely gonna do that. My like I've said before, my son Landon loves watching soccer, and he loves watching the women's teams um, too. So, um, yeah, we'll probably oh, I'm gonna start pulling. Right? Some of yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> Definitely. I, I love it. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Um, very, very excited to see, to see that. Um, so kind of going on that, that world level, um, we'll start, um, we'll go over some of the world soccer stuff, um, here and then we'll wrap Perfect. things up. Um, so there's something going on with someone named Amandine Henry and the Amandine French national Henry. team.
1: Yes, it is French.
0: It's very Henri. French. I should have known that. The I way know. it was spelled, it wasn't it an I at the end. So I, I was just
1: it. like, I think I, I mean, love it. I love yeah. It. Um, so Amandine Henry, who is one of the, the staples of the French national team and has been for a, a decade or so, I would say Um she apparently had a very short conversation with the head coach. Um And it was about, a, she says it was about a 15 to 20 second conversation she says, I'm coming out with my list and you're not on it. And that was it. Um, oh, wow. which I don't know. I'm actually pulling up some information about it. Cause she, Amadine Henry used to play for Portland. Um, so she, okay. let me, let me pull up the news real quick. She's the captain. She's one of the French captains. Um, and let's see
0: she's one of the captains and they're like yeah you're not gonna be on you're not gonna be playing or not gonna be a starter let me
1: i'm trying to pull
0: up the account of it that's not in french um because i can't read french
1: (laughs) so it was total chaos under the management of corinne i do not know how to say her last name um, she controversially wasn't included mm-hmm. in the coach's squad for their upcoming European Championship qualifying games. Um, is the latest to speak wow. against the manager, including um, Eugene LaSamier, um, who is again one of the other, uh, uh, actually, all these LaSamier, uh, Wendy Renard, and Sarah Buati, they've all spoken out against Amandine Henry. Um, she apparently there's like let's see. Honrais added that she was told she would not be included in the squad for the qualifying games after a 14 to 15 seconds phone call with the coach. Oh
0: my goodness! And that call shocked
1: her. Um, and she said that she wouldn't be on it due to her recent performances. And she told the coach, "Okay, have a good match. Goodbye." Wow. If it was a sporting event, a sporting decision, then you try to remotivate your player by saying that. But the conversation hurt her. Um, wow. Yeah, they. France are at the top of their qualifying group for the European Championship, but they need to beat Austria on November 27th to top the group and qualify automatically. So they're playing Austria, which I don't know much about the Austrian national team, but you're not taking Amandine Henri, who's arguably she was actually I want to say she was one of the FIFA best eleven at the best eleven this past year.
0: How like and they're saying based she, on her okay, recent so performance, my, she plays
1: for Lyon, like, and Lyon won okay. the um European like. Club tournament and championship this year. Um, and she's been on the scene. She's, yeah, she's been on the mm-hmm. French national team since 2009.
0: She played. That's insane. I would love to know. There's got to be well, some backstory. Apparently, story there. I mean, like, some there's some really large players on. that
1: play for, um, you know, the, the national team. They've all spoken out kind of about the coach, you know? Okay. Okay. So, like, there's something yeah, going on I'm, with that I'm coach. very interested, but I, I like Amadine Arias player. I respect her. I think she's a fantastic um player. Let's look at her honors. She was on... Yeah, hold on. Uh ta-ta-ta-ta. Sorry, she wasn't on the... Oh, yeah, the Women's World Team. So hold on. Let's see who was on that. 2019, yeah. So 2019 was... Oh, that wasn't the best 11. That was the IFFHS World Team. She was on the best 11 somewhere else at some point. Um
0: but yeah, she's, she's very good. Yeah, definitely. Like, it sounds like a top player that it sounds pretty crazy that she's being left out of that, like completely left out of the I roster. Know, I know. That's I'm like, insane. I'm looking to
1: see. She did win the, she was on the World Cup All-Star team in 2015 and she won the silver ball in 2015 at the World Cup. Like, let me, let me, let's just go. Let's like, That's Carly crazy. Lloyd won the <laughs> golden ball. And Aya Miyami won the bronze ball. Amadine Henry won the silver ball. At 2019, it was Megan Rapinoe, Lucy Bronze, and Rose Lavelle. Like, she's so
0: good. Yeah, there's there's going to be some other, like, backstory come out. Like, stuff is going to keep coming out. And something something weird yeah. is going on oh, there. Oh, for sure. Obviously. For sure.
1: It's just, it's very, uh, it just blows my mind that she's, you know, not on their roster. For it, sure. It, it's crazy. F- Hold on. Who was the best? FIFA best 11 2019. I just want to look it up. FIFA women. Sorry. It always pulls up the men. Of course. No, she was on that list. I was right. So the FIFA, the FIFA, FIFA pro women's world 11 2019. Our sorry event. I can't say her last name. The goalkeeper for the Netherlands, who was a baller. Um, <laughs> Lucy Bronze, Nilla Fisher, Kelly O'Hara, <laughs> Wendy Renard, Julie Ertz, Amandine Henri, Rose Lavelle, Marta, Alex Morgan, and Megan Rapino. I'm sorry, you're on a list with yeah. like she's one of the best players in the world. I'm sorry, like coach, you're you're canceled. I'm sorry, I'm canceling the coach of the French. Like, Cancelled, you're canceled because <laughs>
0: French team, national team. <laughs> you apparently
1: like or I don't know.
0: I've just heard stories. I'm right about stories. I've heard stories. She's not great. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's horrible for her. I hate to hear that. Um, hopefully something gets resolved for them over there. Maybe they'll oh, I mean, lose and I, like they'll fire that Yes, coach. I want France <laughs> to
1: lose, but no, I don't want France to lose. It's such a weird thing. It's like, it's a weird thing. Cause like, as a fan know, of the US, I want France to lose cause they're a hard team to beat. But like, as a fan of the game, I want France mm-hmm. to win because it's gonna be such a good game if we get the chance to play them. So it's so, it's so difficult for me. I'm like yeah, six one way, half a dozen the other. <laughs> but yeah, I can't believe we've talked about it this long. I'm so sorry yeah. that I can just literally talk about it. Also, I'm not going to talk about the French national team. I got to talk about the the Manchester derby and the London derby, particularly the Manchester derby because I woke up at five yeah. o'clock in the morning to watch yes. it, and I fell asleep. I fell asleep during the London derby. I totally forgot. Did the rest you of the really? games that day? I. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> the Manchester oh, Derby yeah. was I mean, one to wake to up. Tobin Ethan, Kristen Press, the Racing mm-hmm. Lou, team, the R- team Racing Lou. I guess every Racing Lou <laughs> fan now has to be a Manchester United women's fan because, I mean, <laughs> duh. But the thing because is, I'm obviously. actually a Man City <laughs> fan when it comes to the two Manchesters. I am a Man City fan, but that is because I have a love for Lucy Browns. That knows no bounds. I love Lucy Bronze. I think she's a fantastic player. I've <laughs> loved watching her career. And it was a good game. I was very excited to see that. And um, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, also, Alex Morgan got her first start in a game since 2019 at Tottenham. She Which didn't, is, she didn't score amazing anything. News. She didn't have a Great lot of see that. time on the ball either. But it was good to see her Back in that starting lineup, and she was starting with one of our Racing Lou girls, Alana Kennedy. Um, so she, yeah, Alana plays for Tottenham yeah. as well. So that was exciting to um to see. I didn't actually see it, but I did go back and watch the highlights and the clips. Some of these games, I contrary to popular belief, I cannot watch everything at once. Um, I did try. I had like four games going this weekend <laughs> when I was watching football and soccer. It was very confusing. People were like, what is going on? I was like, don't shut up. Just, I can't, I can't talk to you. I've I've got to keep up. Watch. I've got to tweet. I've got to write things down. Leave me alone. But yeah, I think that, um, there's a few more games this year with the, uh, European leagues. And I'm excited to see those. Um, but my, you know, my big upcoming game is is definitely that women's national team game. I do want to watch the French game. Yeah, I am going to find out gonna if I can gonna find be a for. way I'm to watching. watch the France Austria game because I'm I'm very interested to see what that 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 looks like. Um, It'll be interesting because I don't know who else has been left off. I've not tried to look into that too much yet because there was a lot going on this
0: week. Yes, yeah, so much so that we. All right. Oh, my God. 75 minutes at this point. (laughs) We should be able to cut it down a little bit. But we should probably be winding down, as we say. Um,
1: I think that we should let people know that um, kind of next week we'll be talking a little bit more about some of the national team stuff. Because we'll have hopefully a little bit of content because they will be overseas at that point. Yes? No. Where's my calendar? Mm-hmm. The camp start. I yeah. don't know where, there's my calendar. We should be seeing that. Yeah, they should be over there next week because the game is on the 27th. So they'll be in Europe. So we should uh, have something to talk about with them being over there. Hopefully we have some content. Um, another exciting thing next week. Yeah. I think we have a special guest next week. Yes, we do. We, a Very, very uh, special. We're fortunate guest. enough to have Brad Estes come on our podcast. Um, for those of you who don't know who he is, he is the president of Loose City and Racing Louisville. Soccer City Holdings is the title. Soccer City title. Holdings. Yeah. Um, so he has, he has agreed to come on and talk with us about yeah. some racing. So tomorrow, so next week's podcast will probably be a little racing heavy. I'm not going to lie. It's probably going to be a little racing heavy. But um we do have yes. some other special yeah. guests in the upcoming weeks as well. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast. I know I've mentioned it on Twitter and on some Instagram lives. We will have Jillian Fisher joining us at some point soon. Um, she's so funny. She and I can talk soccer all day. It's great. And then one of our favorite people, um, <laughs> the president of Lavender Legion, Lee, Elaine is going to come Leaves. on and she <laughs> she is going to come on, I believe after the national team. We may have two weeks worth of national team game stuff because I think Jillian will probably come on then too. We'll have a lot. um, un- okay. Yeah, you'll, okay. Get to, you'll get to hear It'll some different fun. perspectives, get probably different hear some of the same things from me, yeah. but different things from other people. Um, But both of them have agreed to come on as well. And then I have some more special guests in the works that I cannot say yet because it's not confirmed yet. But I have some very special but guests, it's gonna be exciting. um which I'm excited about. Um yay. All right. And yeah, I guess I think my favorite thing this week that we've gotten from the WOSO community is the national team roster. We're we're getting a national team game, guys. This is Yes.
0: Yeah. This is everything. I am pumped. Yeah. I've got to agree. That's my that's my f- favorite favorite woso happening as well. I'm looking forward to it. It's something that I I know a little bit about and can talk about some, so I am excited to to watch some USWNT. And on that note, let's uh lift our glasses and have a sip yes, for all the I badass like ladies of soccer. Sip sip. Hold
1: on. Flurp, flirt. Sip sip. Slurp, <laughs> sip. Sip sip, slurp slurp. slurp or slurp, you know, if sip, you're sip. if you're a real badass, <laughs> you'll shotgun a beer. I don't have a beer to shotgun, so I'm not a real badass right now. But <laughs> once we go once we go to videos, I'll I'll start yeah, shopping beers. Be yes. Oh, be oh my gosh. I can't wait. I can't wait for that.
0: <laughs>
1: okay guys. Right. Bye. Have a great bye. week and we will see you next week on uh Will So Wine Up.